As you are seated, you can open up your Bibles to the Gospel of John, chapter 1. We'll be in verses 9 through 14. Before we read his word, let us go to our God in prayer, asking that he might open our eyes to see the truth therein. Creator God, you remind us that the darkness of ignorance and doubt cannot overcome your life-giving word. May your Holy Spirit, who first inspired these words of Scripture, shine your light and once again awaken us to the hearing and living of this radiant truth. In Jesus' holy name, Amen. The Gospel according to John, chapter 1, verse 9. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, He gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. This is God's holy Word for us. His people. Now tonight, I want to talk about Christmas and materialism. Now I know what you are thinking. Oh great, this is when I get to feel guilty about all the presents that are sitting under the Christmas tree. But I think that you will be surprised to hear that that is not the direction this message is going to. Rather, what I want you to see this evening is that Christmas is about materialism. The primary reason that Christians celebrate this holiday is to celebrate the physical and the tangible. And I would put this to you as a good thing. I bet you didn't expect to hear that in church this evening. Christmas is about materialism. But how could I say this? How can I say that Christmas is about materialism? Well, again, listen to John 1.14. It says, And the Word became flesh, and dwelt among us. The Word became flesh. The Word is the eternal Son of God, the second person of the Trinity. He dwelt eternally as Spirit, but in the fullness of time, the Son of God became a human being. The deity took on a material body. It is the enfleshment of the divine the incarnation of the Son of God. You see, this evening we are celebrating that Jesus did not consider equality with God a thing to be held on to, 
but rather He humbled Himself and came to earth as a child. He came to live among us. He took to Himself a true body and a reasonable soul. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit in the womb of the Virgin Mary. And on this night, He was born. You see, without materialism, no one would be saved. For the Son of God had to take on human flesh so that He could live a perfect life of obedience and die a perfect death to save His people from their sins. You should put that on a bumper sticker. Materialism saved my soul. Early in church history, there was a group of people who taught that Jesus didn't really have a body. It only seemed like He had a body because physical is bad and spiritual is good. So there's no way that God could have a material, physical body. Yet, without a real, physical body, a material body, Jesus could not save anyone. As we read in Colossians 1.22, He has now reconciled you in His body of flesh. That gift is offered to you tonight. The gift of the Son of God becoming man. The gift of forgiveness and redemption from sin to all who place their faith in the sacrifice of the body of Christ and His resurrection from the dead. And so, in the little Christ child dwelt both God and man. Two distinct natures, but one true person with a material body. And that is what we are celebrating. Materialism. The incarnation of God in the person of Jesus Christ. Because without materialism, none of us could be saved. And this truth has major implications on the way that we celebrate Christmas. The first implication is that material gifts are good and reflective of the Incarnation. It seems that Christians are always making apology for the gifts that they give or they receive. Or worse, they use spirituality as a way of getting out of spending money on people for Christmas. Oh, I'm too spiritual for that. I'm above giving gifts. So I'll just keep all my money. But in reality, Christmas is a celebration focused on a physical gift. The gift of a child that would one day die to redeem humanity and reconcile all of this creation, both spiritual and physical. You see, it is not physical that is bad. It's not spiritual that is bad. It is sin and it is death that are the enemy that Jesus came to defeat. And Christ came in the flesh to redeem us, both our spirits and our physical bodies. So don't apologize for physical gifts that you are giving and receiving because gifts are a good thing and are reflective of the gift 
gift of Christ Jesus. If you remember the story of the Christmas carol, what did Ebenezer Scrooge's conversion do to him? It took him from being a stingy humbug to a generous merrymaker. He went from withholding gifts to generously giving gifts. And the result of Christ in your life should be that you are more generous with what you have. You should be more willing to give. Now the second implication of this truth is that it should make us cautious of giving in a sinful way. We should be generous with physical gifts, but these gifts should not be given selfishly. Nor should they lead our children or our families or our friends to fall in love with the sinful world. We are a part of a world that needs redeeming. The material world as well as the spiritual world is broken and needs a Savior. So we need to make sure that our giving is the type of giving that glorifies God and does not further entrench people in sin. And yet, there are people in need. They need real, physical, tangible, material gifts. There are people in our city, in our nation, and around the world that need you to give generously. The world needs us to show the love of God through giving sacrificially, even as God has given to us sacrificially. And so, this Christmas, celebrate materialism. Not the way the world does. Rather, celebrate the fact that God became man. That the Word of God became flesh. So that He might save the world through His body of flesh. This Christmas morning, as you open your gifts, and as you see your family opening their gifts, don't separate it from the rest of your Christian Christmas celebrations. But know that all good gifts come from the Father of lights, even the material ones. And with each gift, see a small reflection of God's gift to the world, the body of Christ given for you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us go now to the Lord in prayer. O God, who has sounded in our ears your divine and saving words, enlighten the souls of us sinners to the full understanding of what has been spoken, that we may not only be hearers of spiritual words, but also doers of good works, following in faith a life of holiness and grace through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.